It's time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Hey, this is Lee Bauckham, and you are at the Thrive Podcast. This is the Thrivology Podcast, Thrive Nation. We are here because you're working to build a thriving life, no matter what life throws your way. And guess what? Life does throw some tough stuff in everybody's way. The question is how you take it on. Do you take it on as your challenge to step up and move forward in life, or do you let it knock you down? Right now, we're talking about the tools of thriving because I think the, the more tools you have in your toolbox, the more capable you are of dealing with the things that come your way, the things that knock you down, not as a way of keeping you down, but as learning and growing from them. Last couple of weeks, we talked about how to kind of look at your what's important in your life and how to prioritize those pieces. And today, I want to talk about how you rise into a kind of a higher frame of living so that you, you feel good during the day. Today, I want to talk about the appreciation approach to life. Now, the appreciation approach to life um, is an exercise for you. We're going to get to that exercise in just a minute, but I promise you it's not a difficult exercise. It could be a life-transforming exercise if you're not already doing it. If you are already doing it, listen to the first part of this and you'll understand and have more reason to do that. The appreciation approach is to find some ways of building appreciation and gratitude into your life, both in how you experience it and express that in your life. Lots of research lately has been based in what happens when we practice gratitude and practice appreciation. And that research is, is pretty amazing about how it can transform our lives in so many different ways, how powerful it is for such a simple shift. This is a free thing to do. It doesn't cost you anything. You don't have to find a therapist. You don't have to find a coach. You don't have to read a book. You don't have to do anything but this simple exercise to make a pretty significant shift in your life. You have to do it consistently because that's part of any process, but that's why we talk about these tools and these practices as ways of moving forward. So let's talk for a little bit about what the research shows. Now, when they do the research, they use very simple exercises of having people either to just write down some things they're, they're, for which they are grateful and appreciative or to express that gratitude or appreciation to somebody else. That's it. That's about all we have to do to make that shift, but it does some pretty fundamental things. First of all, the research shows that people who feel and, and experience gratitude and appreciation have a much higher level of emotional health. In other words, their anxiety is lower, their uh, feelings of depression and hopelessness are lower, their feelings of engagement in the world, their satisfaction with life are all much higher than those who aren't expressing and feeling uh, those uh, places of gratitude and appreciation. The second thing that's kind of interesting is they've done these uh, some research studies with people who uh, suffer from chronic pain. And it turns out that people who practice gratitude and appreciation have a lower experience of pain. Now, all of this is tied into how our brain experiences pain and our tolerance for pain. And the fact is that you can raise that if you change the brain chemistry. And here's the interesting thing. The research shows that appreciation and gratitude changes, transforms where your brain is active 
and the chemicals that are being released in your, your brain. And so the dopamine load in your brain goes up. Those natural pain relievers are experienced in your body and released in your body when you're practicing gratitude and appreciation. There's also a higher sociability. In other words, we have deeper connections with people when we are practicing appreciation and gratitude. Now, this is both when we express it and when we just feel it. When we write down the things that we're grateful, that by itself can change connections and change those relationships. But when we express our gratitude, then we take it to a different level because the other person is now brought into that. The other uh, studies have shown that there's just a higher level of life satisfaction. So they, they can give tests where people rate their, higher, their life satisfaction with nothing else changing in their life other than taking on this exercise. They feel a higher level of life satisfaction. Now, here's the interesting thing. When you experience a higher level of life satisfaction, you're likely to more deeply engage in the things that are making you more satisfied, which brings around a circle, a full circle of the process. When you're not feeling uh, very satisfied, it's hard to feel like doing anything to bring more life satisfaction. When you start feeling some life satisfaction, you start taking more and more actions. And so as you do that, there's a positive feedback loop that creates more and more satisfaction in life. Here's a couple of interesting ones. People express gratitude and appreciation, do these gratitude and appreciation uh, exercises, actually experience more sleep. They have more sleep, and, and the reason that we believe that's the case is because practicing gratitude and appreciation actually begins to shift people away from anxiety. And one of the things that robs us of sleep is anxiety, whether it's a difficult time going to sleep or waking up in the middle of the night with anxious thoughts or waking up early and lying there worrying. Many times the worry is the reason Instead of it being about having enough time to sleep, it's really about the quality of sleep when we set that time aside to sleep. People who practice gratitude and appreciation get more sleep. They also get more exercise. And that's a curious one. You, know, you, you get naturally when you, you start doing some more exercise and taking care of yourself. And so uh, many times people have said, well, why would that be the case? When, when I've talked about this research, why would it be the case that just because I do this exercise uh, in appreciation, I would actually exercise my body more? And the, the simple fact is that when we feel better in life, we tend to do things that make us feel better. When we feel better in life, we tend to uh, decide to go for that walk instead of saying, I just don't feel like it, or decide to go to the gym instead of saying, oh, I just don't feel like it, or deciding to do something good for ourselves and choosing better things to eat instead of the things that will make us eventually feel bad. Because we do a lot of compensatory stuff based on our emotional life. So if your emotional life is higher, if you're feeling better about life, it makes sense that you would then do things that are better for you just because you're not uh, avoiding that because you don't feel well. Remember, one of the, the pieces of uh, feeling bad, of, of depression, anxiety, is not having the energy to do things that are good for you, not feeling that energy. So if you begin to shift those things, other things uh, come into play and other things get the benefit of that. All of that from a very simple exercise that we'll get to in just a minute. But first I want to talk a little bit about what happens in your brain. Research shows that your brain really only has the capacity for one of two phases. Either love and appreciation or fear and threat. 
That's the only two phases that your brain can do, and it can't do both at the same time. And on natural, just naturally left alone, our brain tends to get fixated on the fearful uh, places, the scarcity pieces, the, the things where things are not going well, the threats that we perceive in life. And that's just because that's the way our brain has, has been brought through evolution to now. Your ancient ancestors were very good at spotting p- potential threats. And so being fearful meant that the gene pool continued on down. The less fearful... The fearless ones became dinner because they didn't react by getting out of the way of the dangers. And so your gene pool, my gene pool, our gene pool, the the current population has a, a super sensitive threat mechanism finding threats everywhere. And so we often live in almost a perpetual place of fear. You can see this all around you, how people react as if there is a a huge threat when often it's not that. You know, many people are always worried about money, even though money is not um, at a point of of survival or housing when housing is not at a point of survival or, or food when food is not at a point of survival. And so when we find ourselves caught up in wondering and worrying about these things constantly, our brain stays in a fear state. The fear state keeps our body on alert. It keeps the adrenaline pumping through. It keeps us anxious and it keeps us fearful and it keeps us a bit depressed because we're waiting for something bad to happen. The other phase comes from a higher part of the brain, which we can choose to move to. In fact, the path to get there is gratitude and appreciation, but we can choose to move there consciously. So unconsciously and on automatic, our brains often function in the fear mode. Sometimes they pop in up, you know, something happens good. So we meet somebody wonderful or our spouse is loving towards us or our kids come hug on us or we get a promotion at work. And for a moment, we pop out of that fear mode and then we drop back down on automatic. But what happens if we decide to take ourselves off automatic and go to manual drive, (laughs) flip it over and decide we're going to live in that place of appreciation, that place of love? We can choose that shift at any time. The brain scan shows that when people practice gratitude and appreciation, sure enough, the fear areas of the brain are less active. And the love areas of the brain are more active. The connection areas of the brain are more active. The sociability areas of the brain are more active. The fear and threat areas show less activity. And and here's the interesting thing. Those, Those activities of fear and threat, they're active. Those areas are active even when there's not a real threat. And so we're now deactivating them and changing it over to a higher function of of love and appreciation. It's a simple exercise to get there. In fact, there are only really three pieces to it that you can do and I would encourage you to do on a daily basis and to try it out for a month. Here's why a month. And a month means every day for a month. So for 30 to 31 days, try it out and see if this becomes habit and try it out and see if it actually changes. It takes about that long to build in a simple habit. And so for a while, you're going to be fighting against this and you're going to be trying to create a new thought process. It's just part of what happens when we're building new habits. 
you have to remind yourself to do it. And so you might even set yourself a little alarm uh, sometime during the day for one piece, but when you first get up and when you're going to bed, which may mean that you need to get up a few minutes earlier probably not going to bed any later because you can always carve this into your uh, as you're going to bed routine. But what you'll notice, I've already told you the, the shortcut of this is if you're sleeping better, <laughs> you might feel more rested even though you're going uh, to get up a few minutes earlier. But the exercise is very simple. My suggestion is that you find yourself a notebook or a journal. If you like the moleskin type of journal, then use that. It's a great thing to just kind of keep it. You don't have to have a big one. You can keep a small one. And if you feel like it, you can hide it away. You can do it on your phone. You can do it on a computer. But most people find that there's something different about writing it down, like with pen and paper. I just find that that accesses a different part of my brain. Uh, for you, you can judge it for yourself. But try it out both ways just to see what works for you. But have a certain place where you can keep this. And what you're going to do in the morning is to simply write down three things for which you are grateful. Just three things for which you're grateful. If you want to do five, that's fine, but I would suggest three. And here's one of the keys. Every day, it's a different three. So you can't say, oh, I'm grateful for, and you name the same thing every day because we're not creating the change in, in the thought process that is necessary because after a while you're just kind of repeating the exact same thing without even thinking about it. And this is a thought process. So think, write down three things for which you're grateful that day. It might have been something the day before, but three things for which you are in that moment grateful. And once you've written them down, just read over them and take that in. Feel the gratitude. Just kind of feel the emotional change in you as you read those and you kind of re-experience. As much as you can, be vivid about the thinking about it. Remember what it was like, the smell, the, the sound, the sight of when you were experiencing that. Just kind of reimagine that for a moment and let that sink in. Okay, that's the exercise in the morning. That's all it takes. Five, maybe 10 minutes, but probably five minutes once you get this going. The next thing is during the day, express gratitude intentionally to one person. That's all. Intentionally to one person. So this is a little bit different than, you know, when somebody brings you your lunch uh, when you're out for lunch or, or somebody brings you the report or something like that where you just naturally say, oh, thank you. This means you go to somebody and say, you know what, I really appreciate that you, and you fill in the blank. I will tell you that I've been working on my own gratitude and appreciation for a number of years, and last year I chose as my word for the year, uh, appreciate. And so my task all year was to tell people that I was appreciative of that I appreciated what they did. And so I took several people to lunch and told them, and I made phone calls to people and told them what I appreciated and what I said, it, when they, because their natural thing was to try to tell me what they appreciated about me. And I said, you know what? You can tell me that another time. Right now, I'm expressing my gratitude to you. And to be intentional about that on a daily basis trains that muscle. It can feel a little odd in the beginning. It certainly did for me. But the more we exercise it, the better we get at it. You don't have to be great to make someone feel good at this. To, to express that uh, allows that person to know the difference they've made. And imagine how that changes their day. But more than that, since you can see how it changes their day, it changes your day. Not only that, but when you claim it, it means that you're claiming the difference that people have made in your lives and the difference that your life has in it. That's pretty transformational for people. So that's sometime during the day. 
if you want to, you can pick out a time during the day where you're just going to go find that person or call that person or email that person or text that person and just say, hey, I appreciate you. Here's why. Then at the end of the day, you review your list from the morning. Review the things for which you are grateful in the morning and re-experience it again. Remember to bring in as many of those senses as you can. Try to feel that appreciation again. Try to feel it by, by the sounds you remember and the sight and the smells of that, the touch of that, whatever it was. Try to really experience that as full as you can, all three of the pieces that you wrote in the morning. Now do this for 30, 31 days, whatever the month is, which use a month, uh, and, and go the full month to see what that's like. And, and put yourself a reminder because you really are trying to change something. If this is not in your habits, this really is trying to build in a new pattern, and it does take some time to do that. One of the things that happens as you continue to do that, it gets easier and easier to find the things for which you're grateful because you begin to attune to them. You begin to look for them. If for no other reason than realizing that the next day, you're going to have to figure out those three things for which you are grateful. And instead of spending 10, 15, 20 minutes doing it, you want to spend the five minutes of really expressing that gratitude. So you start looking for it. So during the day, the day before, you're probably starting to notice the things for which you're grateful. That's what we're doing. We're creating that appreciation. Think of it as the appreciation gratitude muscle, right? Somewhere in your brain is that muscle that you're bringing back to life or, or strengthening or making it stronger or, or bringing it to your awareness where you're looking for the things for which you can be grateful and where you're looking for the places where you can express that gratitude to somebody else. Use this as your tool and build in the habit of gratitude and see how your life transforms. This is one of my core principles. If you're familiar with my new book, The Thrive Principles, Thrive Principles are 15 strategies for building a thriving life. If you're interested in that, you can find that at thethriveprinciples.com, thethriveprinciples.com. It's a great way of finding some strategies on how to build your thriving life, no matter what's going on, and use this as one of those tools. Gratitude is a great way of experiencing something very simple that could be transformational. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best for a thriving life. listening to the Thrivology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thrivology.com or at thrivologymagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it.